Welcome back into another edition. Prime Sports World. Happy Monday, everyone. Hopefully you're all having a good day and hope you all had a very nice weekend. I'm of course your host, David On Point. Hoping right there, my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. And on today's episode of the crossover, we're gonna talk about the two games so far in the books in the NBA finals. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Detroit Pistons and the Phoenix Suns finding their men, finding their coach. Um, over the weekend, actually, I think both those players happened on Friday, uh, but this is the first chance we had an opportunity to talk about it. Uh, so we're going to do about that today as well. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. We cover a wide range of sports and basically go live every single day, uh, including tomorrow's episode. We're going to be doing our Carolina Panthers season preview episode. You don't want to miss that content. Uh, Monday, happy Monday, TJ. How are you, my friend? What's the good word? Good word. Uh, thought I had a IT job, but it is what it is. On to the next one. Keep trying. Yeah, one foot in front. Uh, how, 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 how did you? First, are you are you all done with your first semester now? Other than that, I'm good. All good. Are you all done with your first semester? For second semester, I guess it was. What is it? Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Oh, all right, for sure, dude. How did uh, how did all your how did your classes go? Yeah, it was it was just one semester. I'm done. I got the cert. Oh. I'm all good. Oh, nice. That's what's up, dude. I love to hear that. Uh, let's move on to the crossover. Let's talk about the NBA Finals. Uh, so the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat. The series is now tied, one game apiece. Uh, Denver won Game One in a semi-convincing fashion, 104 to 93, and then the Heat came back from a large deficit in Game Number Two uh, to win that game, 111 to 108. Uh, Nikola Jokic is averaging like 35 points a game in this series so far. Um, one of the downfalls for Nikola, only four assists in Game Number Two. Uh, they really limited his playmaking mm-hmm. ability and really seemed to hurt uh, the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler also he has. Been okay. He was really not good in game one. He was much better in game two. Uh, but everybody on Miami played better in game two than they did in game one. Um, let's talk about differences from game one to game two and anything you take away from the game one and game two, just the way those games went. Uh, first things first, I don't know how, yeah, first things first, I don't know how true this is, but apparently Jimmy is going through some personal stuff. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to divulge into what could be. I don't know. For certain, I'm just going off of what's what what was said, and only one person said it, so that's why I'm just leaving it at that. But if he is going through something, it kind of explains his play as of late. Not just these two games in the finals, but the last handful of games against uh, Boston too. Okay, now we got that out of the way. Not to make it sound like that, but my first two thoughts of the game uh, for games one and two is. Denver, Denver's gonna win this. Denver's gonna win this. Um, think about how good the Heat played in Game Two. That was that was they couldn't have played any better. I mean, they, I mean there was a point in the in the fourth quarter where they missed like one shot. Like they literally and they only it. won by three. Yeah. Like think about what you just said in the fourth quarter. You missed all but like. There, there was well, a stretch. I, 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 I was a stretch. Like basically the beginning, no, 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 the beginning no, like, of that like, quarter. Like that was a stretch where you missed one shot and you only ended up winning by three. You were up by what? Double digits with like two minutes left, maybe a little bit more than two minutes. And it came down to a shot at the end 
to tie it to send it to OT. Well, this is one of those things we talked about. I mean, the, the Denver Nuggets offense can erase deficits in a hurry. Uh, you shot 48% from three. 48%. You got to the line. You did everything like you, you did everything right. You played as about as perfect a game as you could have played, and you only won by three. It took it like it, it wasn't a you know like a game when it's like no like they missed a shot. Like Denver didn't lose; they just ran out of time. Like if there was literally like ten more seconds left in that game, Denver probably. Yeah, that, that, that's a whole other conversation. I mean. Not using the timeout. There. Not using, and you had two of and and Mike Malone. Some sort of play, like I, like I get both sides of it, right? Like if you're Mike Malone, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go, because you're scrambling. Like like the other team is scrambling, you're scrambling. Y'all, I don't mind. You want one of your two, two best players taking that shot. You either want Joker taking the shot, or you want Jamal Murray taking. And, and Jamal shot. Murray did. He got a good look. He got so, a good look. I mean, he got a good look. I will give him that. He got a good look. Now the other side as to why you why he did call a timeout, Mike Malone, is because you don't want the Heat to one set their defense, two make subs for more favorable matchups. Because if they make if, if you call a timeout there, you make a sub, you probably get a Heat lineup of Jimmy, Caleb Martin, Hayward Highsmith. That uh, um, yeah, that's his name, Hayward Highsmith, and um, Bam, and whoever else at the four. A, a very good defensive lineup for them. A, a lineup that basically stifled you for a majority of the second second half. I mean, you went from having 34 points in the second quarter to not only scoring 26 and 25, respectively, in the third and fourth. Um, Miami scored 36 points in the fourth quarter. Um, probably the, it's the highest scoring quarter in this game altogether, uh, even with Denver having a sort of dominant second quarter, uh, really pulling away there in the second half, in the third quarter there. Uh, I, I, for me, for me personally, uh, it comes down to the lack of discipline by the Denver Nuggets. Like they Which just characteristic for them. Yeah, but in this game for sure, like just bad offense switches, bad off ball screen defense, like just overall like – cheating off of leaving open shooters um constantly over and over and over again it's just it's just and then getting rattled by the officiating and play call and those like letting that stuff get to no, you i i will say this i will say this basketball i will say this like that officiating crew on both ends did not have a good game they were bad but they were bad you cannot let that get to you and like, I, I, no, 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 I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick of people saying players. You have, you to, be, you you have to be. You have to be. You're not, this, we're not playing. That's easy. That's easy for us to say. You, know, you have to have better mental composure than that. That's easy. That's yeah, no, sure. That's easy for us to say. We're not playing. You let. You can't let yourself get rattled. You can't let yourself get rattled by the fact that your crowd is booing the referees. You have to keep yourself composed. No, I, 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 I understand that, but and I, I hate when folks that don't play the game. We don't play the yeah. game. I, I hate when people. I hate when players. I hate when non-players don't say that. When non-players say that, all, we're not also, playing. You need to be more disciplined. Like their defense assignments was just bad that part, in this game. That that Far part is terrible. That that part is true. But the whole you get you can't get rattled. I hate when non-players say that. Even the players that don't. Even the players that did play that don't play anymore. I hate when they say it because you can't sit here and tell me if that was them in that situation 
that they wouldn't react the same way. Maybe. You can't. I mean, you, you, you can't. You, say thick, you, you have to be thicker skinned than that. You just have to be. You can't. You can't let yourself get rattled. You're not. I, again. I, again. You're anyway, not. Anyway. Any, anyways. Anyways. But I just think when you Denver let this game slip away by playing bad pick and roll defense, off ball pick and pop defense over and over again. Like literally, they could have run that Max Drews play where he just kind of he kind of just swings out off the screen. Oh, it was like a, it was a, open. Yeah, it was like a screen between Duncan Robinson yeah, and yeah, it was and like a flex. Yeah, yeah, like they literally could have run that. They were they were and Michael Porter Jr. When he's not scoring, he literally doesn't give Denver anything. Like he literally cannot defend anyone on the floor. Which is correct because game one he was getting rebounds and blocking shots, like which yeah, is insane. But he, he, he was he was not good at all in game two. Um, and you know Denver, you know you have a terrible game from you know Murray didn't play particularly well in this game. You know Aaron Gordon, you know Michael Porter Jr. and K- KCP. Man, like how many how many times are you gonna foul three point shooters and jump shooters and just I, bad I, fouls? Okay, bad first up, fouls. first up, he only had two the the, the three points, that, and I didn't and I didn't even like I I, I didn't like the one on Kyle Lowry because to me Kyle Lowry kicked his leg his right leg out at the end he, there like it's, it, it, it was it, very it, subtle. It looked, it looked to me like KCP still landed in his landing zone, and I'm actually surprised. That they didn't review that for that technical foul that they called and on occasion. You want to know? You want you want to know why they didn't review it? Because if they did review it, you know what they're going to see? Lowry kicking his leg out. I watched. I I, 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 I watched. I don't. I don't have cable, so I couldn't rewind it and watch it back. But I, I didn't see that. So he kicked, I'm telling. You, it was really subtle. He kicked his. He kicked his right leg out. He kicked his right leg out. That was not a natural shoot. That is not Kyle Lowry's natural shooting motion. He kicked his leg out. But he still, KCP still landed in the landing spot for. And two wrongs don't make a right. It it, it doesn't matter. KCP landing in the landing spot. Personally, I'm personally just surprised that they didn't they didn't review it. I'm just surprised. Uh, another another thing, Bam Adebayo has been incredible in this series so far uh, through two games, uh, averaging. Damn near 20, 20 points a game in both games, uh, shooting at a decent percentage from the field, playing good, solid defense on on Jokic. You know, as much as you can, if our guy's going to go off for forty points. Um, no, and and yeah, and if I'm the Denver Nuggets, yeah, Bam, Bam, have a good game, please. Yeah, I, I don't think you're gonna you're not kicking yourself if Bam Adebayo goes for twenty <laughs> points. Like if if Bam Adebayo goes for twenty five points and you lose, as you always like to say, you go to the center of the ring, you take his hand, you come out back out for the next game, getting ready to play again, right? Play again. <laughs> yeah. right bro, if Bam Adebayo, if if you lose to the Miami Heat and Bam Adebayo has has the game of his life, you just said, it. hey, bro, this hey, good game. See, hey, but the thing that irks me is Heat fans tell us up back to the three oh five. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't know the series was over. You're going back to Miami where they, you were down 2 0 where the series is tied. Y'all at the, like, 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 what are you? <laughs> and I also think Eric Spolstra, even though his hand was probably forced a little bit with the illness to Caleb Martin, but putting Kevin Love in the starting lineup was a good move. Um, he gives you size you can put up. I mean, he only scored six points, uh, made two out of six three point shots, but he had all 10 rebounds in this game. He's probably one of the best outlet, outlet passers ever. Uh, got that nice clear path foul on uh, Jokic uh, during this game. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Love, yeah, yeah, it was a good decision. Putting Kevin Love in your starting lineup was a good move. I'm, 
I just kind of like, what's the plan? They're like, are you just going to use him in the, the first quarter? Like, because he barely played the rest of the way. Like, what what good is stumbling upon that? Like, because, like, Spolster's too smart. Like, first off, Spolster was too smart of a coach to not make that in game adjustment in game one. You saw Aaron Gordon have 14 points out the gate, and you stuck with that small lineup. As opposed to being like, all right, Aaron Gordon's got ten right now. Um, <laughs> let's put let's put somebody out there that's actually you know like not six one. That can <laughs> that can actually like I don't know like bother him because every time he, he got switched on a, a Lowry, a Murray, not a Murray, a, a Lowry, a Robinson, a Struce, a Vincent, it was bully ball. Yeah. As it should be. And a big shout-out to Duncan Robinson. You know, he scored three points in game one. He followed it up by getting, uh, what is this, uh, 10 points, uh, 10, all, 10 straight, I think, uh, in the third, yeah, in the fourth quarter. And it basically, was the, it basically was the catalyst for this Miami Heat getting up and tying the game and taking the lead um, because he's become more than just a spot-up shooter now. I mean, he's become a facilitator on their offense. He's become a, a pick-and-roll driver. Like, he's become a really versatile player. And, like, I don't know if he's just sitting on the pine for an entire season made you realize, hey, I better do more than just shoot because I'm never going to play like this. Like, but he's he's been really important in this entire playoff series, like their entire playoff run. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also not totally sure. If Tyler Hero doesn't get hurt immediately. Like, do they even play Duncan Robinson? What ends up happening to the success of this team? Because Duncan Robinson's been a big part, and he didn't play a lot at all until Tyler Hero got hurt and they were and, forced to play him. And Tyler Hero, I know Heat fans, some Heat fans agree, but real basketball fans are like, Tyler Hero's kind of a ball stopper. Because of his ability to put the ball on the floor and create his own shot, he's, he's exactly like Brandon Poole or Jordan Poole, but he's you know obviously doesn't have the ring and the accolades. Yeah, like it's, and there's no disrespect to him, but like sometimes like I have a friend who says like right now they're actually playing better basketball without him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, their body, the ball is moving around, is facilitating a lot more. I mean, their 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 shooter, like you don't really know where the offense is coming from because Tyler Hero's not on the court. Like any of those guys can put the ball in the rock and score. Um, but yeah, I think the difference between game one and game two, I think yeah, the the Nuggets just didn't play good basketball towards down the stretch there. They just also, the game really, and they they just, they just rely on the fact that their offense is so potent that they can just outscore everybody. And when you play defense as poorly as they did in that game, that's <laughs> like. But it's it's worked. Like it, even, it has even, worked. It has worked. I mean, this is the first game. That, this is the first game they lost at home this season in in the like, finals in the playoffs. Even it's the first the game they have lost since March. Yeah, even with, the poor, even with the poor performances from the others, the KCP, the uh, Murray, and MPJ, like you were still a three point shot away from tying this game. And if you go to OT, because you like at that point you had stole all the momentum. If you go to OT, you steal momentum away. Yeah, I mean the the, the Heat were up ten points with under three minutes left, and the, the Nuggets almost won this game. I, I'm like, talking. When you're, when, I'm, you're, when, you're up, when you're up when you're up ten minutes, when you're up ten points with three minutes left. That, that should be like a curtains. Like the game should be over. I'm talking to my brother and my cousin. I'm like y'all, y'all don't see the issue in that. Like they're like, hey, a win is a win. I understand a win is a win. The problem is you gave them life at the end. And you were up double digits, like you said, with under two minutes left. There, that should have been all right, fans. Um, we'll see y'all back here for game five. Yeah, 
I, I, I also think Miami made another slight adjustment where they decided we're just going to let Nicole Jokic get his, and we're, we're not allowing him to facilitate this potent offense, even though they just scored 108 points in this game. But we're just not going to allow you to just deal. Like, you got a triple-double in game one. You had a triple-double, like, at halftime in game one. Like, it was absurd. And, like, we're just uh, – they decided, hey, okay, we're going to – we're not going to play the same. We're not going to – we're not going to allow you to do the passing, facilitate this offense. If you want to score, go for it. You could score, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get double digit assists on us anymore in this series. He probably still will, but I think they're gonna try to limit his offense. Uh, let's move away from these two games. Let's talk about still X factors. What do we what do you think the X factors for both these two teams are moving forward as we now shift the game into Miami? Has it changed for you? Is it still your no, same? It's still the others for both teams. Everybody got to step up. Everybody got Michael Porter's like yeah, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray. KCP, Gabby more hit than this. All right, game one, everybody, game one, everybody was everybody was fantastic, and I kind of said what I kind of predicted game one. I'm like the Heat, they're gonna come out, they're gonna be competitive for a little minute, and then eventually that avalanche is gonna happen, and lo and behold, that's what happened. All right, they got up, they got down by as much as 21. They, according to Izzy, they quote unquote found something. At the end of game one, but I'm like, bro, there is no way that at no point in time did it feel like they were gonna that the Nuggets were gonna it, lose. It, it, it felt like more like the Nuggets took their foot off the gas. Foot off the gas. And then like, yeah, we're, we're just gonna cruise to this victory because this game is over. Like, and then when the Heat got close, Denver's like, okay, well, we're gonna put our foot down now, and they easily just like Miami outscored Denver by ten points in the fourth quarter and still lost the game by eleven points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, so, and on on the Miami side, I understand he is going through something, and as as insensitive as it might sound to some, they don't care about that, Jimmy. They see that you. They see all they see is. Miami Heat, twenty-two, Butler on the back. So when you're out there, as insensitive as it may be, they don't care that your personal life goes on, and that's sad because you're not just a basketball player; you're a person too. But my what I'm getting at is like, I, if I'm Jim, I don't want Jimmy to just constantly wait till the fourth quarter. To I flip the switch, I gotta be playoff Jimmy now. Like no, bro. Like you're gonna do that, and it's it's gonna be at one point. It's gonna be too late. It's gonna be too late. You can't just keep flipping the switch to what happened to the Jimmy Butler that you know got off the great starts against Milwaukee against the Knicks. Well, even that, even even that Jimmy Butler had a couple games where he was real quiet, and then he erupted in the fourth quarter uh, in those in those Milwaukee series in that in that Knicks series as well. True, but at this, but there was a couple games against. But what was that game? What was that game three against Milwaukee in the, in in Miami? Well, he scored like seventeen in the first quarter. Yeah, like bro, like go crazy. We know you can. Like you, like this, like and we saw it in game six against Boston, right? Terrible, terrible game. Five for twenty-one, whatever. And all of a sudden, last two minutes of the fourth. I'm going to turn it on. Like, no, yep. you, you can't do that. 
Yeah, I, 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 we saw that a little bit in game in game two as well. He was struggling a little bit from the field. Uh, turned it on there towards the end of the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I, I think th those are all interesting. Let's talk about it, Nuggets adjustments and the Heat adjustments. So for the Nuggets, what adjustments need to be made? I think the big one, the obvious one, is just their off-ball screen and pick-and-roll defense. Yeah, it has to be better. Defense. And you have to be more disciplined. You cannot get lost like ball watching. Yeah, really, yeah. was exactly what happened. They were ball watching. They got caught under screens, and then they leave up wide open shots. You have to be more disciplined than that. That's got to be the biggest adjustment. Uh, I don't think their offense they need to do anything different. I think their offense is clicking. Oh yeah, offense is fine. I don't think that zone. I I, just, I really don't think that zone that Miami trots out uh, it works. But Joker is too good of a passer for it to work all the time and like again they got lucky again too because again the, the others couldn't they couldn't hit a shot they couldn't hit like they they couldn't hit a shot until it was too late like we saw jamal murray hit two threes but that was as the game was going on and it's like hey like mike porter jr couldn't get a couldn't hit a shot uh kcp couldn't hit a shot bruce brown couldn't hit a shot like jeff gordon he like jeff gordon jeff green he hit a three Aaron Gordon, I think I think Aaron Gordon hit a three, but the Miami Heat are like, hey, Aaron Gordon, if you hey, if you beat us and you hit a bunch of threes, and hey man, it was just your night. <laughs> like, like Joker is even Joker is even two for five, but you don't want Joker shit, you know. <laughs> you don't want I mean, to he can't, he, he, I mean, he can't shoot it. I mean, he shoots it like 35% from the three-point line. Um, yeah, I think on the Heat side of this, I, I think – I'm not sure of, like, adjustments. I think they just need to continue hitting shots. Like, there isn't an adjustment that I think they need to really make. Like, if, if they make shots, they're going to win. They're going to be competitive in these games. If they don't make shots, they're not going to be competitive. Like, that, I know that sounds simple, right? It just sounds like, mm -hmm. oh, if they make shots, they'll be competitive. But I, the Miami Heat, I don't think there's adjustments. that they, they like they're, they're what they are. Yeah. Denver, on the other hand, they can fix that, those defensive lapses. I bet you all they're doing in practice the next two days is working on that pick and pop, you know, rolling guy defense because it was atrocious in game two. Now, atrocious. I, don't, I, I don't care as to what Miami's starting five is going to be for game three. Uh, do you go back to the, what you had in game one? Do you continue, Do you pick out what you did in game two? Because we like we, we seen like teams are. The NBA is a not only is it a copycat league, but it's a superstitious league. If you try out one lineup that worked for one game, you're gonna keep trying that lineup that lineup out until it doesn't work. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think Kevin Love will for sure be starting on this team. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. Let's talk prediction. Uh, who wins the series? You still got the Nuggets in five. No, I think I, I I said six. I said Nuggets in six. I can wholeheartedly believe. I can wholeheartedly see this being two two going back to Denver for game five. Yeah, I think I think the Nuggets are going to right the ship. I think offensively they're too talented. The Miami, I think they'll make adjustments. I still think they're going to win the game. I still think they're going to win this series in five games. I think game two, falling, losing game two is going to be a wake up call. That hey, if we play around here, we're going to we're going to choke away an NBA Finals title. And this whole Eric Spoelstra is I, I I'm not going to sit here and say Eric Spoelstra is that much of a better head coach than Mike Malone. I can't I can't say that. Um, but Heat fans got to – I sort of got, like, there are Heat fans that, like, that up and down, they swore game two that the refs were just – they won in spite of the referee. I'm like, did y'all not see the three loose balls that should have been Denver ball that y'all got? Did you not see Jimmy Butler step out of bounds 
and kick it to Duncan and kick it to Duncan Robinson, who then hit a three. Like, wow, because Joker slapped Bam of the Bayou in the face, he and he didn't get a flagrant. The refs are out against Miami. Really? <laughs> Did you like that's that's what we're going with now? Okay. Uh, moving on, so we'll, we'll revisit this series here uh, after game number four. Uh, we'll check back in to see how things are going. Uh, let's move on into these uh, head coaching hires. Uh, so first we got the the guy in the Motor City as uh, Detroit Pistons hire Monty Williams as their head coach. Uh, six years, $78.5 million contract, largest coaching deal in NBA history. Uh, he was an integral part of the turnaround of the Phoenix Suns, uh, leading them to the finals of 2021 after they acquired Chris Paul. Uh, in mm-hmm. nine seasons as a head coach between the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. He's 300, 367 and 336. Uh, just around, right about 500. Uh, currently, the have a very interesting roster, and I think they have the fifth overall pick in this year's draft. Uh, they have some nice young pieces. The thing that I kind of always seem to go back to on this, like, this feels like they just fired Dwayne Casey. Like, they feel like they just hired the same guy. Like, who was a guy who was, like, couldn't get over the hump. In, like, so Dwayne Casey couldn't get over the hump in Toronto. He gets fired from Toronto. Detroit immediately hires him as their head coach. He's there for some part of the rebuild. Now Monte Williams can't get over the hump in Phoenix. He gets fired. He immediately becomes the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. What is the difference there? Why wouldn't you bring in somebody who was not a retread, somebody different, somebody new? For a team that's not going to be competitive anyways next season, probably not at least. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a Detroit team, and D- Pistons fans, I know you're out there, but please, just because you got a coach that went to the finals doesn't mean you're going to the finals. This, oh, no, this, that's exactly what it means, TJ. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is, this roster is at least two years away from being respectable, not good. I ain't say good. I said respectable, meaning they're two years away from being what OKC is. Like it's like you, it's they're no longer gonna be a pushover when you play them. You gotta take them seriously, or they will embarrass you. That's respect. OKC right now is respectable because I mean there is talent on this roster. Like there That's- is a Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman, uh, R.J. Hampton, Jay Nivey. Uh, Cade Cunningham, uh, Boban Dodvadish is still on this team for some reason. Isaiah Killian Hayes, uh, Isaiah who hasn't Stewart. really pan- hasn't yeah Isaiah Stewart, like Jalen Durant, like Jaylen there's some legit talent on this roster. It's just a matter of just getting them all to go in the same direction. Um, well, Cade cutting out Cunningham being injured basically his first two years in the league doesn't help uh, no. because so. And, and think about this. Think about losing all those games that they lost. Thinking you're going to get the first overall pick and you're going to get Victor Wendemiano. And you, you did all that tanking for the fifth overall pick. Yeah, you probably end up with, end up with one of the Thompson twins um, more than likely. I, I mean, I, or, the kid uh, from, or the kid from Arkansas, I guess, could be an option here as well. Um, well, I'll... I'll Obviously, you know when Benyama's going first. Um, and Brandon Scoot. Miller probably goes two to the Charlotte Hornets. Three is probably Scoot Henderson uh, to the Scoot Trailblazers. Uh, and then at, uh, also uh, Scoot Scoot Henderson. Um, just a you know bit of advice: don't tell don't tell the other team that you're only working out for two teams. 
because that's you don't have a say in who you go to. So any of those other teams could like literally trade up to that Portland spot and be like, oh, I don't like you said you only working out for two teams. Therefore, you ain't think about coming here. Therefore, I don't want you. So well, I, mean, I, I imagine if you trade up to take that Portland pick, you're gonna take no, but I'm no, but I'm just Miller's good Henderson. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm just saying like that's that's not a good look. Like you're like yeah, it's, say you, 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 no, it's true. You should work out for every team in the NBA. Work out. It's, thank you. Work out for every team. Like Bill Belichick was at Bradley Chubb's pro day. Bradley Chubb wasn't falling all the way down to thirty at New England. Bradley. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I, 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 so I, I think, you know, getting Monty Williams, he's a good players coach. I think he's really been integral for a couple of two, two different turnarounds because um, he did eventually turn around that Pelicans franchise uh, when they brought in Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis. That team made the playoffs with Rondo. Like, that's a, that was a good situation. He, yeah. he goes to I, Phoenix. He's a big so part of that turnaround. Like, my, question so maybe, is, my question to you is how much of that – how much of that stuff with DeAndre Aiden did you think played a factor into this? Him getting fired? Yeah. Uh, so like, uh, like we like because you know like we we over like we already know like the two back to back playoff losses at home, embarrassments at home is mostly why you got fired, right? You can't lose two elimination games yeah. in back to back years by thirty and expect to keep your job. But on the other end, we have a here and. And, and DeAndre A, who was our first overall, you two did not end on amicable terms. How much of that do you think also played a role into him getting let go? I, I think very little. I think it had more to do really? with the fact that, that they got blown out in their own gym two years in a row. Uh, I just think that we needed a different head coach in that situation. Uh, we'll talk about Frank Vogel here in a second. Um, but, yeah, I think it had very little to do. I, I think this is probably a good hire for Detroit. Um, he's been integral in a couple of different turnarounds. Uh, and they got him for six years, so he has an opportunity to really build something there. Uh, unless, you know, obviously we're, crazy things have happened where a coach gets hired and then fired the next season. But six-year contract, that kind of money, I don't imagine you'll walk away from him before that contract's up. You're going to give him time. Um, to be the head coach there, um, I like it. I, I mean, and I guess I, Dwayne, Dwayne, I Dwayne, Casey, Dwayne Casey actually stepped down. He didn't technically get fired. No, he 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 stepped down and got a promotion. Yeah, um, he's, he's, I don't, he's, yeah, he's in the front office now. So so like we're getting with sixty. All right, so I just I just want Piston fans to be like, all right, if this thing is in year three, and you don't see a significant turnaround. Don't want, don't call for Monty Williams' job. Like you, you give a coach this this amount of time length, knowing that hey, this is a work in progress. Kyle Shanahan got a got a Kyle Shanahan and um, John Lynch got five year deals with the 49ers, knowing that hey, this is a progress. I'm this is a process. I'm not going to fire you in year three if change isn't significant. So, uh, real quick, pull up their win, win total from this so, past season. They had 17, 17 wins. 17. All right. So, if you go, for, like, let's seven, just say. Seven, 17 and 65, I think that's what the math is. Yeah, something like that. So, like, all right. So, let's say Monty Williams year one, you go from 17. Let's let's say they go 30 and 52. That's right? A, that's a victory. That's a, vic- that's, that's a W. Yeah. 
I mean, it's to see notable improvement from year to year, and you also see, need to see your young players develop. Like, you need to see Jalen Duran, you see Jaden Ivey, Kate Cunningham, those guys have to I develop. I think he starts. I think he, I, I think money throws him right in the starting lineup. The fact that Jalen Duran was coming off the bench under, um, under Casey, I'm like, yeah, that, that's a problem. Like, you, I, and I think that's what Monty Williams is going to figure out. He's going to figure out what he has. And he's gonna make it work. Like so we already know when healthy, it's probably gonna be Kate Cunningham, Jay Nivey, uh Bogdanovich. That, that that's your one, two, three. If right? if you don't trade if he doesn't get traded, because I I, I I imagine they're gonna try to shop him. He's the most valuable piece they have in the roster. Um Um I probably so this 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 will be my five. Um barring Bogdanovich because he's still there. Cunningham, Ivy, Bogdanovich. Bagley, Durant. That would be my starting five. I'll figure everything else out from there. Yeah, they they could really use a wing in the draft. So, I mean, I haven't I haven't put together our mock draft. So, we're Prize Sports is going to be doing a mock draft later this week. Uh, so, keep an eye for that content. Uh, we're going to talk everything when it comes to Detroit Pistons basketball uh, there in the off season. Uh, moving on from there, let's talk about on the swing side of this. We're heading to the desert. Uh, we got Frank Vogel becoming the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, his dollar amount has not been released uh, at the time of this recording. Um, Five year contract. Uh, to the Phoenix Suns. He won a championship in 2020 in the bubble with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, he does have a history of constructing elite-level defenses. Uh, he had three defenses, I think, were the best defenses in the league, two times in Indiana with Paul George and Roy Hibbert, and then that championship team uh, with the Lakers and Andy Davis and LeBron. This is his fourth head coaching job. You remember he was the head coach of the Orlando Magic for a hot minute as well. What do you think about this hire? And you mean, I'm almost my- uh, well, I think, oh, I don't want. I, I what did I say in the group chat? It, like in the group chat, I said it felt like a uh, oh, who's left higher? But I I got to give Frank Vogel more credit than that. Yeah. Um, I, I, about, I, 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 I did think that was a little bit disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to give him more credit than that. Um, your point about his defense, his defenses are is actually. A very good one. People don't people don't under, understand. Frank Vogel led teams are some of the best defensive teams in the league when he's their coach. Think about those Pacer teams: Lance Stevenson, Paul George, David West, Roy Hibbert. He made Roy Hibbert look good. All right, Roy Hibbert left, and Roy Hibbert got out of the league. I mean, Roy, Roy Hibbert was Roy Hibbert was a finalist for DPOI at one point. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Like now, the problem in Orlando was those guys are just young. Well, he still coached them to the playoffs. I think two of the three seasons he was, or two of the whatever four seasons he was there. I mean, because they had the Vucevic team. Yeah, he was he was there when they had Vuce and they were making the playoffs as like the eighth seed and getting destroyed in the first round. Like, I don't think he was there for that. Was he there for that? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check myself, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm looking at it right now. Hey, Orlando. No, he didn't make the playoffs at all in Orlando. They went 29 and 53, and then they went 25 and 57. He was not. No, he missed oh, playoffs. Okay. So like, my bad. The, my bad. He made the playoffs every year in. He made the playoffs every year in Indy. Because he took over. Yeah. I think he took over um, 
Did he take over for Larry Bird? No, God no. Uh, who did he take? Hold on, hold on. Who did he take over for? Jim O'Brien. Jim O'Brien was an in-season uh, was an in-season fire, so they fired him, and then Vogel coached the last thirty-eight games. Yeah, and they, he ended up getting to the playoffs to clinch the playoff spot uh, with the victory over the Wizards, uh, and then they got beat down by the number one seed Chicago Bulls in five games. Five games, <laughs> and then every year, like lost in the semifinals, lost in the conference finals, conference finals. Oh, I take that back. He missed the playoffs one one time in Indy. Yeah, it's, it's a season that it's a season that Paul George got hurt um, yeah. in the in you know Team USA. I I think the one thing that. Um, on the Phoenix side that Frank Vogel brings up. Well, one, I think it's the new owner, Matt Ishbia. I think it's, I think it's, I think that was definitely a move from up top, moving on from Monty Williams and getting him in. Uh, he, like, obviously, you know, he's at the game. Like he was, like he was at the game. Um, yeah. And it was, it was just not a good showing in front of your newly appointed, they don't use the term owner anymore. It's called like it's like governor or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he's the, he's he's the owner of Phoenix Suns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever new term they want to use, I'm not down with it. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're gonna be respectful. Like obviously, with a team like with a team like with, with a team of KD and and Butcher, like when you got that duo, it's it's championship or bust. That's the expectation now, and obviously, I think that's that's what HB is going for. That's where they're at. That's what they got to do. Frank Vogel is a very respectable guy in 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 NBA circles. He's also a very safe hire. Like he's a guy who's gonna right. like you. You basically you know what you're gonna get out of Frank Vogel. He's gonna still a really tough nosed defensive, and. He's he's kind of used to coaching these t- like you know like Anthony Davis and LeBron James. He, he's coached superstars before. He knows how to you know how to how to cater to them. Um, you know when he was in you know he, Paul George, another example, Roy Hibbert. Um, he's coached stars, so like he's he understands what it takes to coach supreme talented players. And this is yeah this is in my opinion this is just a straight up very safe hire. And if you really want to try to optimize. DeAndre Ayton bringing in a Frank Vogel who has experience having Roy Hibbert be productive, getting really good years out of Anthony Davis. If you can revive Ayton, maybe you keep him on the team instead of trying to shop him this offseason. I still so. think they're. I still think they might shop him because, like, if you get an if you get an offer that you can't if you get an offer that you can't refuse, then you got to. But I I I can't see. That's also the issue that they ran into. Like you don't wait to the eleventh hour, and you point. I beat man. You kept pointing this. So like you can't wait to the eleventh hour because they waited till Indy offered him a deal, and they matched it within like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so like you and you were very adamant on. Hey, if I'm DeAndre Aiden, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. But like you said, it's a safe hire. I expect nothing short of 
at least a, a playoff appearance for for the Phoenix Suns. I don't. Suns fans might not like the hire, but guess what? They're not making decisions, so live with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you also waited too long on this hire, um, so. Because the minute Doc Rivers got fired, you should have been like, man, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has been milking that Boston Celtics not, championship or, team, or or not, or. And, or not like not necessarily him or or Boone I mean because Nick, Nick Nick Nurse yeah Boone I think Boone I mean Boone Holzer, I think would have been a much interesting more interesting hire I think because their offense would have been a little more dynamic under him uh, but yeah. if you want to go defensive win champions or Frank Vogel's a pretty damn good coach to hire uh, we'll see uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more uh, we are going to be doing a mock draft a lottery mock draft on Wednesday uh, you want to miss that content uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the Carolina Panthers and their season preview as they look much different now than they did um, last time we talked about Carolina um, right around the draft so um, thank you very much for checking us out please like share and subscribe to the podcast I'm David Huffman right there is my co-host Mr. TJ Hopkins and TJ what we do here at the prime my friend we bring the heat, and I got to finish getting ready for work. I'm going to go play some guitar, and then I'm going to play some Legend of Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom before bed. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm, I'm, so I, I, so it worked today, right? Real quick. There were no reporters at my office today. They were either all either sick or had the day off. So I had to fill two shows with zero reporters. I will ask you later how that worked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quite the adventure. So uh, I'm gonna play some guitar, play some video games, and then go to bed, man, because I gotta do it all again tomorrow. All right, see you, man. You have a good night, man. You all be safe out there. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. See you.